Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I got to tell you, it's nice to be able to come back and start off the show talking about an officiating controversy. After all of the dilemma, after all of the debacles, after all of the arguments, after everybody being in everybody's throats, I love that sports fans can all have watched the NFL and have finished off Sunday night football and think to themselves, even though you may not love the Cowboys, even though you might hate the Cowboys, Jerry Jones's team got screwed on Sunday night football. You cannot call pass interference in that situation. You 1 billion percent cannot call especially offensive pass interference in that situation. Jalen Ramsey just got paid $71 million plus, and I felt like I was watching an NBA superstar in the paint flop and draw a call. That's what sounded like to me. Now, I don't know what was going on all game. It's possible that there had been some borderline plays before that, and I believe it was Michael Gallup, right, was the receiver that made what would have been an incredible play to put the Cowboys into a position to take a shot or two, potentially at trying to score the winning touchdown there. But instead, the offensive pass interference is called, and as a result, the game officially ends. Now... There are lots of things you can point to if you are the Dallas Cowboys about that performance and say, you know what? We had a lot of opportunities to win that football game. There are a lot of things that you can circle back around on. But to me, what I'm thinking outside of that call, which I think was the wrong call, what I am thinking if I am a Cowboy fan waking up this Monday is, you know what? We looked like the exact same team. All that time that people spent denigrating Jerry, uh, Jason Garrett and saying, oh, all the Cowboys need is a new head coach. They went and got Mike McCarthy. And can you honestly say anything other than that looked like the exact same Dallas Cowboy, Dallas Cowboy team? And what I mean by that is if the Dallas Cowboys had lost that game, they went one in six in one possession games last year. And after every one of those close losses, people circled back around and they said, this is Jason Garrett's fault. If we just had a new coach, that's been for like the last seven years, however many years it's been with the Dallas Cowboys. 
all you Cowboy fans listening to me right now know that reflexively, at the end of that game, you wanted to be like, this was Jason Garrett's fault. What if you just are what you are? What, and that's, that's a tough thing to like sit around and have to stare in the mirror and think about if you're the Dallas Cowboys. What if it's not about your head coach? What if this is just what the Cowboy organization is? They're good enough most of the time to beat bad teams. But when push comes to shove and they have to find a way to beat good teams, most of the time they come up short. When push comes to shove and they have to find a way to win close games, most of the time they come up short. They are now 1-7 in in their last eight close games. They haven't been able to find a way to get it done. And you can blame Jason Garrett, but Jason Garrett ain't there anymore. And I bet somewhere in his hotel, as he got ready to coach with the Giants, Jason Garrett took a little bit of joy in this outcome. You never want to get fired and have the people that you get fired and replaced by have tremendous early success. You want for those people to struggle. I guarantee you, right now, Monday morning, Jason Garrett woke up with a little bit of a smile on his face. Not because he hates the Cowboys. Not because he's rooting against Dak Prescott. Not because he dislikes Jerry Jones, but just because when you've been the guy who was blamed for everything going wrong, it's nice for somebody else to have something go wrong and you have nothing to do with it. I guarantee you that when you're the president of the United States, when your term is over and you have been getting blamed for everything for four or eight years, you don't want your successor to fail. I think most people want their successor to do well, but I bet when that first crisis comes up and the new president starts having to wear it and you don't have to be responsible for it, there's a little bit of an enjoyment factor in just saying, man, it's nice to see somebody else having to wear it. And this morning, Mike McCarthy is having to wear a loss for the Dallas Cowboys, and the truth of the matter is he didn't bring magic stardust with him the Dallas Cowboy offense didn't look much different than it looked like with Jason Garrett that was an offense that looked explosive at times mediocre at times and you left saying I don't really know about the choices they made from a play calling perspective the exact same criticisms that there would be out there Dak Prescott threw the ball 39 times didn't get to 300 yards Average of 6.8 yards, one touchdown. He got sacked. He got hit way too often. He was just okay. Ezekiel Elliott got the ball more, but he didn't look explosive. He wrote, feed me. He got a ridiculous tattoo. Can you imagine Ezekiel Elliott as a grown-ass man with that tattoo on his belly? Feed me with a spoon? It doesn't look good at 25 It ain't going to look good at 35 or 45 or 55. You don't want to be the dad with the ridiculous tattoo at the pool, especially when you're Ezekiel Elliott and you probably are going to end up fat. Everybody's going to be looking at you at the pool saying, yeah, we know you got fed. You're not getting fed many playoff wins, though. Dallas Cowboy fans thinking that. We ain't gotten fed too many playoff wins over the last 25 years. You fed Ezekiel Elliott and he ran for four yards of carry. He didn't exactly take the game over. 22 carries, 96 yards, all right. Not a real game breaker. I don't know why they didn't throw to him more out of the backfield. He made the one big play in the passing game. Amari Cooper was okay. CeeDee Lamb's supposed to be incredible, just okay. Made one play down the field. I just looked at this and said, this didn't feel like a fundamentally different team than what I saw before. You got outgained by the Rams. You had the ball late with an opportunity to win after starting off last year one and six in one possession games. Jerry Jones is sitting there on the sideline pumping his fist. It's go time, and you didn't go anywhere. Now, partly that's because a bad call was made, but if you go look at all all those plays on that final drive, 
The Dallas Cowboy offensive line got whipped up front time after time after time. Dak wasn't comfortable in the pocket. They knew he had to throw, obviously. He made one play scrambling with the football, but never really put them in a position all night long. You don't ever lose a game because of one play. And the Dallas Cowboys, over the course of that game, lost on the line of scrimmage more than they won. They weren't able to control the game. I thought that the Rams looked like the more physical team, even though the Rams weren't incredible running the football, they were the more physical team. I thought they took the battle to the Cowboys. And by the way, for Cowboy fans out there saying, we didn't get the call, you almost knocked Jared Goff's helmet off and he threw an interception on the play. You went on and scored on that drive and that call wasn't made either. So arguably, that was a big call that went in your favor that you didn't have any business getting. It also rarely comes down to any one call. All right. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Props to the Rams. How amazing did SoFi Stadium look, by the way? I think there should be fans in there. I think there should be fans at every game, but it looked absolutely phenomenal. Other big storylines. We got a lot to unpack. Thank God the NFL is back. How about Cam Newton and the Patriots? You want to talk about a guy who looked different. I just said that I didn't think the Dallas Cowboy offense looked any different at all. How about Cam Newton? How healthy did he look? 15 carries, 75 yards, two rushing touchdowns, 15 and 19 passing. You thought it. I thought it. Everybody out there in America thought it. Bill Belichick got himself a steal, a million dollars for an NFL MVP that suddenly looks like he has a lot to prove. Cam was phenomenal in week one. He looked totally different than he did last year. Maybe that's coaching. Not a lot of difference between Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. I think there's probably quite a bit of difference between what Cam had, even though Ron Rivera got a nice win for the Washington Redskins, and what goes on in New England with Bill Belichick. They found a way to win, even though I don't think the Patriots are that good this year. Cam is a lot of fun to watch. And how about Brady versus Breeze? Drew Breeze found a way to get the win And Tom Brady looked pedestrian. I think it's early with the Tampa Bay offense. I love what he's eventually going to be capable of, Brady, with Godwin and Evans. And certainly with O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski, they're not there yet. Remember this offense just added Leonard Fournette. They're just starting to come together. That New or- the New Orleans team on offense has been working together for a long time. Taysom Hill, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, they're a well-oiled machine. I think me and you and probably others expected a little bit more from Brady and all of his offensive teammates. But remember, they didn't get the opportunity to play any preseason games. They didn't get the opportunity to test out their ability to get going and kind of get their pacing and their timing and their rhythm together. So my expectation would be, while at times you saw flashes of what could be an explosive Tampa Bay Buccaneer offense, we aren't there yet, but I saw some signs that we're going to be there before the season is over. And my goodness, there were a ton of other monster stories that we're going to dive into as well. How about the Ravens? How about Joe Burrow making his debut? You talk about a questionable offensive pass interference call. I thought the A.J. Green call a little bit questionable. Phillip Rivers makes his debut, gets whipped by Gardner Minshew. Nobody saw that coming. A lot of your survivor pools went up in smoke, in fact. Uh, The Cardinals and Kyler Murray, they go on the road against the NFC champ and find a way to win as a seven-point underdog. And then you have teams like the Browns who find a way to stink every year. Team like the Lions, who should be able to win but couldn't do it. And how about the unbelievable collapse of the Philadelphia Eagles in their 17-0 lead that they gave up to the Redskins? All of that, much to be discussed. This is the time we live for NFL and college football. I got you some updates coming on the Big Ten, the latest there. Joel Klatt will join us in hour two. This, my friends is a loaded program. We have got so many different discussions to get into. As we roll into the break, 
uh, are tough in general here uh, for the Cowboys as well. I didn't even mention this because I feel like it's kind of piling on. But Leighton Vander Esch with a broken collarbone as if things did not go poorly enough. I didn't want to really kind of pile on with the injuries, but I probably should mention that as well. He just can't stay healthy. He'll be out for a substantial time. What is it in the collarbones with the Dallas Cowboy players? Obviously, Tony Romo had a lot of issues with his collarbone as well. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right, there are a couple of things. We talked a lot about what we saw taking place in uh, the NFL in terms of on the field, running through all of it. But I told you I wanted to discuss the off-the-field related incidents. Now, I hope that this is going to disappear because I told you, if you listened on Friday after the Thursday night show, I told you that CBS, NBC, Fox, and ESPN, because they lost hundreds of millions of dollars during the Colin Kaepernick protest, that they basically had all gotten together and said, hey, we are not going to allow anything to distract from our ability to put on football games. Even during the coronavirus mess, everything else, particularly maybe, even during the coronavirus mess, because all of these companies are even more desperate to make money on the NFL now than they have been in past years, because... Everybody, especially in the advertising business uh, that's relying upon the advertising business, just been hemorrhaging cash. But there was one particular decision to me 
that blew up a lot of the rationale for all of the arguments in favor of protesting. And that was the Baltimore Ravens. So they made the decision in the offseason that they were going to play the so-called Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, before the actual National Anthem at NFL games. And several different teams made the decision, hey, we're going to just stay in the locker room. We're not going to come out for either anthem. And that was, for instance, the Miami Dolphins. And I thought the Miami Dolphins, whether you agree or disagree with that decision, the Miami Dolphins, who got whipped, by the way, by the New England Patriots, who were all standing for the national anthem. And CBS, if you were watching that broadcast yesterday, they were cutting back and forth between the two guys, uh, two teams. One, the Miami Dolphins standing in the locker room. The other, the New England Patriots standing on the sideline, most of them with their hands on their hearts, uh, getting ready for the kickoff of the season. But the Miami Dolphins, we played this for you on Friday, I believe it was. We played you their statement where they said, hey, we don't want to be a distraction, and we don't want people looking at what we're doing during the Black National Anthem and comparing it to what we're doing during the National Anthem, so-called Black National Anthem, compared to the National Anthem. Uh, And so, that to me immediately set off, well, this is going to be interesting, right? I was sitting around thinking about it before. What are you going to do if you have a team that stands for the Black National Anthem, and then they all kneel, or a lot of them kneel, for the National Anthem? That's not going to make very much sense. Well, we did have a team do it. And it was the Baltimore Ravens. And in particular, to me, that blows up the argument that you're not acknowledging that there is a form of respect involved for the anthem. Because if you are standing for the black national anthem, which many, uh, almost all of the Ravens did, I think two players knelt for it, and then you are kneeling for the national anthem itself, which the majority of the Baltimore Ravens did, then what you are saying is we have respect for the black national anthem, but we don't have respect for the national anthem. And there is no way you can logically argue for the difference of treatment between the two without going directly to respect for the song itself. If you're going to kneel for the national anthem, then you should be kneeling for the black national anthem. There's no logic here for the Baltimore Ravens other than to argue they're intentionally choosing to disrespect the United States national anthem. And that is, I believe, a really bad look for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, hopefully for the Baltimore Ravens case, the media stops covering it all of the protests surrounding the national anthem and everything else because it's become a carnival sideshow of ridiculousness and it's actually not having any impact at all. In fact, if you saw the video of a man in Compton, California walking right up and shooting two L.A. police officers, you can argue that all these athletes protesting are actually having the exact opposite impact. They are making it more dangerous for police, and they are more making it more dangerous for suspects. Neither side treats each other with very much trust, because if you're a police officer, you anticipate that you might be a victim at any point in time, and if you, you're a suspect, you anticipate that you might be a victim at any point in time as well. And so that's why I could argue, I think legitimately, that all of these protests have led to many more police officers being shot and killed and many more people in general in the cities being shot and killed as well because shootings have skyrocketed since the George Floyd protests began and so have murders in all the major cities in America because police are afraid to do their job and when police are afraid to do your job, uh, people in inner city neighborhoods become even more likely to be victims of violent crime. And so... Honestly, if people were looking at the data and making legitimate arguments based on the data, they would be saying what athletes are doing with sports is putting everybody more in danger. And I don't know why more. Well, I know. 
I know why people in my industry won't say it because they're afraid of the media mob coming after them. Oh, my God, how dare you criticize athletes who are using their platform to make statements that are so important. Actually, it's a strong argument that the statements that athletes are making are actually creating more divisiveness in this country and leading to more death and more murder and more violence. And certainly, you can argue it if you saw the reaction to the police officer shootings in L.A. I hope those officers are going to be okay. It sounds like they are the most recent updates that I have seen, but both of them are still hospitalized, and they did absolutely nothing. They were ambushed while sitting in their police cruiser by someone that I hope they catch in the Compton section of L.A. But to me, this should be a big story, and athletes should have to answer the question for the Baltimore Ravens, why did you decide to stand for Lift Every Voice and Sing, the Black National Anthem, and then kneel for the United States National Anthem? Because by acting and behaving in a manner that's different for those two songs, you are choosing, in my opinion, to respect one and disrespect the other. Otherwise, your behavior during both of those songs should be the exact same. And I think that's why the Miami Dolphins, I don't think it, it's what they said. That's why they chose not to come out for both songs because they didn't want to create that difference of behavior. And people say, well, they're not disrespecting the anthem by choosing to kneel. Well, then why did they choose to stand for the other anthem? There's no logic to the argument there. It is, I think, a really bad look for the NFL, a really bad look for the Baltimore Ravens, and a really bad look for uh, anyone who is trying to justify the decision being different for both of them. If you decide to kneel for all the songs, all right, I understand that. That's your perspective. That's your prerogative. But making a decision to stand for one and kneel for the other doesn't make any sense at all. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Clay Travis here about to talk with Joel Klatt at Joel Klatt on Twitter. We missed you on Friday, but you had a well of a football game. Uh, Be honest. Did you feel bad at all when you woke up and realized that you had slept through uh, the interview with us for Friday morning? Yes, because and, and here's the the there was only one reason not for you personally. Cause yes, clearly. of course not. Uh, but but because I have done morning radio. So yes. like I know. And it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're probably in the one in four is probably going to be still sleeping in particular when yes. you're, when you're out East, like you are. No, I mean, that's like, people don't understand this, but when you do solo radio and you have guests scheduled in the morning, I, d- I used to have a midday show and then I had a, uh, afternoon show and people might miss you as a guest, but usually you could get them right? Like, oh, we missed them for 10 minutes. Now we've got them. We'll go to break. We'll catch up with them because everybody's awake. But when you do morning radio, like people sleep through it all the time. And I'll be honest, I came on, people probably don't even remember this. There's probably tape somewhere uh, on this radio program as a guest a couple of times, but I also slept through it a couple of times. And once, like (laughs) once I agreed to do it, and I didn't even know I was agreeing to morning. Like, they were kind of slick about it. They were like, hey, can you do 620? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it's Fox Sports Radio National. Just call my cell. And then, and then I got a call. I remember waking up in the morning and being like, wow, who was calling me from L.A. at, you know, 620 in the morning? <laughs> yeah, 620 a.m. Big difference between 620 a.m. and 620 p.m. in terms of your ability to do a show. Uh, and so no uh, I, I totally get that. Now, positive like you guys this is maybe it'll have to happen a few times before all is said and done even for your crew in particular but you guys were all set to call Baylor Louisiana Tech and then they have to cancel that uh, that game at literally like the last minute so you get bumped up to Kansas State and uh, and you end up calling Kansas State hosting Arkansas State, which was a whale of a football game. I mean, incredibly yeah, exciting. Maybe the game well, of the day as far as competitiveness goes. But how much of a wacky thing is that to suddenly be anticipating and preparing oh, for one game, and then you have to do a national television game for two entirely different teams? Yeah, I mean, listen, and, and you you know me fairly well. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, OCD, if you will, type A, about my preparation. You've got so a routine down. Yes, like Mondays I do the same thing, Tuesdays I do the same thing, and then to me that process is what gives me confidence on Saturdays. And and so when you on Wednesday night have to throw everything in the trash and start over, it's incredibly difficult, like incredibly difficult. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of storylines that I wish I would have gotten into more one of them being just the the depleted roster at arkansas state but to be honest with you i was still trying to figure out who was on the field for them anyway yeah (laughs) um but man it was a it was a really good game they they were down eight starters at one point you know and and their wide receiver jay adams jonathan adams is a great player and i'm glad that he got that stage because let's be honest right Arkansas State's not going to get like Gus and I at noon on Fox ever. And yep. they get us, and they have their first Power 5 win since 06 on, you know, on the road. And Jay Adams basically announces to the NFL, like, hey, I'm a great player. So good for them, man. I was very happy for Blake Anderson, uh, that entire crew, and, and in particular Jay Adams. He was fantastic. I mean, it's possible he made himself several million dollars with that performance. I mean, I don't think that's an exaggeration. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt.
There's no doubt about it, which is, to me, is why, you know, some people have asked me, like, why do you and Gus get so excited? I'm like, well, partly because of that. This dude's out there mossing people, and I'm just thinking to myself, the scouts are going to absolutely love this tape, and and it's his probably best competition that he'll face all year long. So um, awesome, awesome time from that perspective. What did it feel like to be calling a game in that setting, and how much impact do you think on the game itself it had in Kansas State versus that stadium being completely full in what was a pretty competitive down-to-the-wire game? In other words, if that's a yeah, sellout, it, do you think Kansas State wins, finds a way to win? Is it a four-point swing, um, five-point swing? I, I think that execution in the red zone tends to be so much more difficult on the road. And and even though they fumbled a couple of times, and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that the crowd was going to – change the outcome of that game to be honest with you clay and the reason is is because they were dominant on both lines of scrimmage yeah right? like if, if they were clearly the overmatched team and they got the breaks and capitalized and it was like this was the only way we were going to win i might say like boy that might have been different with a crowd and momentum and so on and so forth but it was it was not like that they dominated on each line of scrimmage their their outside players made better plays you know i so I thought that they were just the better team, to be honest with you, and it didn't matter if there was going to be 55,000 people in there or 12,000 people. What happened to the Big 12? They... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I feel like ordinarily, you know me. Ordinarily, you know me. I would have been taking shots at the Big 12. I would have been having fun with it on Twitter. But maybe I'm just getting soft now. But I'm just so excited to have college football back that usually if a conference had a day like the Big 12 did – you lose at home, Iowa State did, right? Yeah, you'd kill them, you know? Like, I mean, Louisiana Lafayette, congratulations to them surging into the top 25. Uh, that was a fun game to watch. But they were the better team. You just said on the line of scrimmage, Arkansas State was the better team than Kansas State on that day. Uh, you barely got passed. I mean, Texas Tech, I saw, sent out a tweet 1-0. and You know, they barely survived against, I think it was Houston Baptist that they were playing against. Uh, I mean, it was a, uh, I don't want to call it a disaster, but it was as close to a disaster on the field as you could have in what would ordinarily be a season. It would have been a massive story. Everybody would be killing the Big 12. But I'm just kind of like glad the Big 12 is playing and that any games are going yeah. on. But, I mean, that was a uh, that was a heck of a day for the Sun Belt. But for the Big yep. 12, I mean, I mean, that's one of the worst days we've seen for an out-of-conference performance. Yeah, now, let me try to give at least some perspective. Because we've seen the SEC have days like this, ACC certainly, Big Ten has had days like this. And at the end of the day, what really carries the mail, like the biggest brands, right, or your two or three best teams. That's right. And Texas looked unbelievable, and Oklahoma looked unbelievable, and Oklahoma State didn't play. So. I, I don't want to go overboard, but you're right. Everything that you just said is, is absolutely right. There's there's no doubt about that. I was struck, and maybe it was because the game I did had Arkansas State playing their second game, uh, but I was struck in my conversations with their coaching staff and even some of their players that everything was about the game, right? They didn't really talk about, like, well, we hope we get enough negative tests in order to play. Uh, we hope this. We hope that. You know, like – Everything was about, well, we want to do this against Kansas State. We want to do that against Kansas State. This is where we feel good. This is where we don't. It was a normal conversation about the game, like I would have with any other team in any other uh, given year. When I got to Kansas State, it was almost like, man, you know, we're just excited to play. Uh, let's hope we get all the negative tests on Friday. Chris Kleiman said, I've done everything except coach football. Um, we had to stop down. They dealt with the um, social justice issues, uh, in particular within their team, stopped down for that, did the marches. It felt like everything but football in the Kansas State building, and then that's exactly how it played out on the field, right? And and I think to some extent, Kansas State thought that they were going to roll their helmets out there, and probably Iowa State felt the same way. And these other programs with huge chips on their shoulders uh, came in there, and guess what? When you don't have an off season and a spring ball and everything like that – there's a good chance you can get beat. I think I saw somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, where Louisiana Lafayette had several spring practices. Um, 
I, I can't remember if they were one of the teams that got all 11 or, or someone else, but I know Arkansas State got about eight practices in. No one else got that type of an offseason. Maybe all that's a contributing factor, but again, I'll go back to a lot of these teams, in, in particular in the Power Five, are focusing on and dealing with everything but football right now. And, and I think that that hurt them in, in at least these non-league games, which is not going to affect the SEC because they're not going to have these non-league games. Yeah, and, and it's going to also be fascinating because usually when we're deciding who's the better conferences are, we use these out-of-conference games as an interesting measuring stick, but you just hit it. The SEC's playing 10 in conference. Uh, even the ACC, they're playing 10 conference games. They're only playing one out-of-conference, and we haven't really seen any embarrassing results from them. And then you did say what I do think is the probably the biggest selling point for the Big 12 it was Texas and Oklahoma looked really good. Oklahoma State hasn't played yet. Those are going to be the two or three teams that are contending for the Big 12 title, probably. We'll see what happens with Baylor. Uh, obviously, they had a really big turnaround with Matt Rule, and we'll see how sustainable that is with him gone. But that's probably your spin if you are a Big 12 fan. The teams that we thought were going to be good still looked good. It's not like we got major upsets involving our title contenders. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would hang my hat on, right? So um, I am excited to, to see Texas, to see Oklahoma. I thought Spencer, by the way, Spencer Rattler is a, yes. is a I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but he is a massive upgrade, a massive upgrade. I watched the film already uh, over the weekend, and wow, he made some throws that we had we did not see last year, period. So how crazy is that for Oklahoma to go from, I mean, when you really break it down, Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray to Jalen Hurts, now to Spencer Rattler. You think he is just a natural next step all along, like they're going to have another stud at quarterback without missing a Massive, beat. yep. No, no how doubt much about it. How much of that is Lincoln – how much of that is Lincoln Riley? Remember back in the day, like Steve Spurrier, it was like it didn't even matter who he yep. put in at quarterback. You knew they were going to throw for 304 touchdowns uh, because the system was just so good. Is that what Lincoln Riley has got rolling right now? But the difference is Spurrier had some guys who were never actually any good in the NFL. It seems like Oklahoma's doing a pretty good job. If you saw what Kyler Murray did yesterday, I know Baker has been up and down, but I mean, he was the number one overall pick. I mean, he, he may not pan out in the NFL. But And then Jalen Hurts, we'll see with Carson Wentz's injury history. I feel like he's going to get in. I mean, it seems like he's not only doing what Steve Spurrier did, but he's doing it with guys that are truly elite-level quarterbacks. Do you think Spencer Rattler is that guy? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I'd be really surprised if he's not kind of a Heisman finalist caliber player this year. Of course, we'll see if he plays all the games. You know, Hopefully he can avoid COVID. He can stay healthy. Um all of those things, but his arm talent is, is elite. His his movement, his his ability to make decisions, process information, he's really, really good. And to your point about, you know, is it the quarterback, is it the system, it's obviously a combination of both. These guys are all really good players, but I think it should be noted, I think that the best thing that Lincoln does is not just, quote-unquote, the system, but the fact that he uses the system and morphs it to fit the strengths of what his quarterback can do best. The Baker Mayfield offense was just a little bit different than the Kyler Murray offense, which was very different, I felt like, at least, from the Jalen Hurts offense, which is now going to look very different from the Spencer Rattler offense. So he's going to take this system and he's going to tailor it to and, and really maximize the elements of the offense that I think are going to focus on the strengths of the quarterback that he has. I think he would have had a success with Tanner Mordecai as well. You know, I mean, he's just... He's the best offensive coach in college football. I think Ryan Day's probably right behind him. But it's at this point, like it's he's he's way up there, Clay. I mean, look at what he's been able to do, regardless of the the players that he's got up there. Um, I want to ask you. Let, let's go into the Big Ten here for a minute. Um, obviously, you had the Big Twelve playing, you had the ACC playing. Well, let me before I get to the Big Ten, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if you you said you watched the Spencer Rattler film. I watched the entire Clemson game and. I'm going to be honest, Joel. If if Trevor Lawrence stays healthy, and that's always true, but I think it's probably even more true, obviously, in, in this year. But if he plays every game, I, I just – I don't see – I mean, I watched Georgia Tech and Florida State play. I mean, that looked like a pillow fight. Um, I, I watched Miami Notre Dame play. didn't look great. Notre Dame did not look good against Duke. Like, I just don't see any way that Clemson is not in the college football playoff. Are you with me there? Oh, I mean, How good can he I'm be? I mean, it, I mean, they are just so much better than everybody else 
in the ACC. Yeah, and and well, and they could still way, lose a know. game, Joel. They don't even have to be perfect, and they're still going to make the playoff. Well, and but they're not going to lose a game. That's the that's yeah. The I agree point. with like you. last year. The only the only team to play them in the ACC within a score was North Carolina, right? And they didn't yep. play well, and they ended up beating them. Um, it was within a score. Every other ACC team, they played and they beat, and it wasn't like, oh, double digits, oh, two scores, by 31 or more. Think about that. By yes. 30, that's, that's over four touchdowns. That's like four tugs and a field goal. That's the margin between them and the rest of the league. It's not even close. So not only are they just like going to walk into the playoff, but – the, whoever's there to meet them, you know, Bama better, Bama better hope that they don't stumble a few times in a 10-game conference schedule. So it'll be interesting, man. But Clemson is, is certainly, a, a, I think, in a class by themselves right now. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, I just talked about to open the second hour of the program. I was talking about uh, what I was seeing and hearing about the Big Ten, that I'm optimistic they're going to be back to play potentially starting October 17th, that they're trying to put together a plan that would allow them to finish their season by December 19th with the Big Ten Championship game and then potentially get a team, whether it's Ohio State, Penn State, whoever the champion of the Big Ten is, into the playoff. What are you hearing, and are you also optimistic that things are moving in that direction? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm very optimistic. Um Remember now, though, I, I'm one of those guys, someone you know, asked me sarcastically the percentage chance that we had a college football season, and this was two months ago, and I replied 100% so season yep. of some kind, of some sort. And, I also and you've said, been proven correct. And, and yeah, It's 100% correct. And I also said, and there will be fans in some locations to some extent, which has also yep. been proven to be correct. And I, am, I will tell you right now, the Big Ten is playing. Right, like it's it's happening. Whether it happens October seventeenth, October twenty fourth, November, you know, early November by Thanksgiving. So I, I don't know exactly when, but they're they're coming back. Like they're coming back, and the push to get them back as soon as possible. This October seventeenth date that you're hearing is because they feel like they could have an eight, maybe nine game league schedule have a championship game and still be included into the college football playoff. It should be noted. I feel like the, the loudest and most impactful and influential voices in the room and leading this discussion are Ryan day, the head coach at Ohio state, Gene Smith, the AD at Ohio state, their team doctor and their president. Those are the people that are pushing really hard. Why? Because you just talked about Clemson and how good they are. And I certainly agree. I think personally that Ohio State is the second best team pretty clearly in the country. They are really, really talented, and they are dying to get a chance to play for a national championship. So I think that the conference knows that that, that would be better for the conference. I think that now with some of the uh, PCR testing and antigen testing that you can do in particular in, in 5, 10, 15 minutes is going to make this a much better uh, vote from a medical perspective. And and the Big Ten's going to come back, man. It's it's just a matter of of when at this point. And and I think as far as I'm as far as I've been told, Clay, the presentations over the weekend regarding an October start went, and I quote, really, really well. End quote. That's a good sign. So uh, if they come back, then the big question will be. What do they need to do and how many games do they have to play in order to be able to quote unquote qualify for the playoff? Like that's going to be it could potentially turn into a debate because right because if they come back on October 17th is the reason, you know, kind of looking at it, you're hoping that you can basically find a way to play every week, right? Uh, Or eight weeks at least get at least eight games in. What are they going to say about is there a minimum number of games that you have to play in order to qualify for the college football playoff? I don't know. Uh, obviously, the SEC is going to look around and say, wait a minute, we're playing 10 conference games. Uh, the, the irony here would be if Ohio State and the Big Ten try to say, oh, we're playing eight, 
and the SEC says, wait a minute, you know, like we've got unequal, uh, unequal bargaining power here. Um, because that could turn into an issue, right? I mean, the, the positive is well, the Big Ten's trying that, to fight their way back. I mean, you're bringing up all great points, right? Um, there's, there's no doubt, and I'm sure that there's going to be some minimum level of, of games in order to qualify. I'm, I'm sure of it. Now, having said that, you know, these, these conferences own the playoff. The NCAA yes. doesn't, which means right. that the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 have a say. And they're not happy with the Big Ten. No right? doubt. The Big Ten put these conferences in Tried to a get them really, to really bad position. That's, That's right. right. Because everybody, you know, they were like, why aren't you canceling? Look at the Big Ten. Look at the Pac-12. And so, you know, the, the, these conferences are not going to want to do the Big Ten any favors, period. So I, I think that that's kind of the next political battle within college football. And I think it could get, to be honest with you, really nasty um, just because I don't think that those three conferences are going to try to do the Big Ten any favors. And, you know, if I was in their position, I certainly see their point. Joel, we'll talk to you maybe Friday. Hopefully you'll answer the phone if we call. Do you know where you're going to be? Second time's the charm. I'm back in Baylor. We're going to try it again in Baylor. we got the Houston-Baylor game that came together in 30 seconds. Thanks to Joel Klatt. We'll talk to him later in the week. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be A lot to dive into, obviously, on the first Monday after a 
nearly complete college football schedule uh, and certainly after a nearly complete NFL schedule we got a couple of Monday night football games I always think the opening Monday night football of the year when we've got the East Coast Monday night football and the West Coast Monday night football is awesome and frankly every year I feel like I make the same argument which is man I wish we had two Monday night football games all year round Because I think it's cool to be able, if you're on the West Coast, to have a West Coast or Mountain Monday night football game. And I also think it's cool to have an East Coast. So when you come home, that game's going on. But we had an absolute bevy of games going on over the course of the weekend. So many different storylines to get into. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. And you know who didn't stink. And I think a lot of you watched and you thought to yourselves, "Uh uh-oh, Cam Newton. And I'm going to bring in Dub here to talk about him with me because you are an Auburn fan, Dub. Cam Newton is one of the best all-time front-running quarterbacks. What I mean by that is there are some quarterbacks who are so mentally tough that even when they lose, you know that things are still going to be fine with them. Cam, it seems to me like, has always been a player that when things start rolling for him, he can get that role going. We saw it with Carolina the year they went 17-1 and when he was the NL MVP and uh, the NL MVP, the MVP of the NFC. Uh, and then he got into the Super Bowl. He was NF- MVP of the entire NFL, but the best quarterback in the entire NFL. And then he was a seven-point favorite. Everybody expected that he was going to be coronated, basically. Denver Broncos took it to him. And he never really ever has gotten back. But I watched him playing yesterday. And I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, Bill Belichick might have gotten one of the greatest steals of all time. He replaced one MVP in Tom Brady with another MVP. And look, Cam only threw the ball 19 times. He completed 15 of them. But he ran the ball 15 times. And he is such an unbelievable talent in the backfield that when he's healthy, he's hard to stop. He had two rushing touchdowns. Suddenly, Bill Belichick has got a wrinkle he didn't have for 20 years with Tom Brady. And boom, he is bringing in an unbelievable talent. And uh, the stat that I saw, I mean, there's so much to get to. I'm going to talk about more about the Brady-Belichick dynamic to start off hour three. But, Dub, you were an Auburn fan. You've seen Cam Newton and how dominant he can be. Did you not get the feeling watching the Patriots play against the Dolphins, "Uh uh-oh, this is potentially going to be a heck of a season for Cam Newton? And, man, it feels like Belichick got another steal. Absolutely. Personally, I thought this was the story of the day yesterday on the first NFL Sunday back from uh, Corona and all that because you mentioned 15 rush attempts. That's the first time Cam Newton's had 15-plus rush attempts since October of 2014. That's a long time, because this is the healthiest he's ever been. He's Belichick basically has him on a one-year rental. So how do you treat a rental? I mean, he's going to play Cam Newton the way that Cam Newton should be played, because he's not necessarily worried about the future of Cam Five Newton. years from and, now. Exactly. So, and, and frankly, I don't think Cam can be worried about five years from now, because He has to go balls to the wall in this one year and prove that somebody needs to sign him to a four- or three- or five-year extension, right? Like, this is his opportunity to demonstrate, I still got enough juice to be a starter in this league. And if you can't win with Belichick, you're probably not going to be able to win with anybody. But this is potentially a $75 or $100 million season for Cam, right? And it's why I've been saying he's the number one story of this NFL season because his ceiling could be so high and his floor could be so low, and the same thing can be true of the Patriots. Absolutely, and the one thing that Belichick and the Patriots have always excelled at is situational football, the third and shorts, the fourth and shorts. They got the biggest weapon in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned, for those exact situations, so I think the Patriots are going to be very, very dangerous. Tell me if you've heard that one before. (laughs) Just when you think that we don't have to worry about this team anymore. They go and they get an unbelievable weapon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.